Can I bring you up to the yeah. Yeah, orange chairs? Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, that's it. Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Are we, are we ready? Congratulations, Mark. Wow. How does it feel to be a father? Okay. Yeah. Does she cry a lot at night? No. Nice. So you don't have to get up and... there all night. Oh, good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Happy after Thanksgiving Day. Um, We're going to end on time come hell or high water. I'm black, but not that black. So you can go to our chat line on our YouTube channel with your questions coming. And James, you'll get them to me uh, real soon. All right. So how y'all doing again? All is well. Nice. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Um, any questions or comments or anything before we get rolling? Before I get rolling? Right here. I'm glad, man. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Um, one thing I noticed is that I think you I've heard you mention it many times that once you're born again, your mind does get renewed. Yes. And I've been noticing that myself. It's like, uh, I think there's this Yoda quote, Star Wars. He's like, you have to unlearn everything that you learned. Yeah. And I didn't understand it at first, but these past couple of days, it's been make, oh, um, it's been it's been making sense to me. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's nice. incredible. He and like, renews your mind, and mm-hmm. you forget the old ways. Right, and you could see how it was wrong. Yeah. But that's what you were taught, or you saw, so you didn't really question it, and. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, nice. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. He will renew your mind. He will. I I've been reading that for a long time, but I didn't know what it meant until it happened. And you forget your old life. You have a brand new life. Yeah. So while you have the mic, you want to uh, answer my biblical question? Yeah, sure. Who is the Christian's worst enemy? I think it's the ego. You think the ego? Yeah. Why do you think the ego? Oh. Mm. Well, I think God doesn't have an ego. It's uh, ego probably deceives. I had an answer, but now that you now that I'm on the spot, I'm like drawing blanks right now. But yeah, Will we come back to you. Yeah, maybe. All right. I saw Joel walking down the road yesterday, mm-hmm. and he like Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. I got the answer. <laughs> I'm like the answer to what? The answer to the biblical question. I'm like, what is it? And what did you say? <laughs> no, don't be embarrassed. You were wrong. I mean, you were <laughs> I thought the biblical question was what instead of who. And so what did you so say? So I said anger. And I was convinced that that was it. He was like walking with his chest all up. I got the answer. I'm like, what is it? Anger. It, but the question is who is the creature, not what is. You're like, oh, it just melted. <laughs> Do you have the answer now? No. Oh. It took me a while to think of that one. Anybody want to respond to that? Okay. Nice. Let's start here and over here. 
I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are thinking about this. Yes. Good morning. It's uh, Satan and his children. And why do you say that? Because it's something you say all the time. We fight not against flesh and blood, but principalities, uh, darkness in high places. And that is speaking to the prince and power of the air, which is Satan. So Satan and his children yeah. are the worst enemy. Uh, is the word. The question is, who is the worst enemy? Well, the, the Christian's worst enemy. The young lady behind you want to respond. Oh, I'm okay. Uh, you okay? You look like you just want to. Okay. Who is the Christian's worst enemy? I would say the Christian's worst enemy would probably be uh, their thoughts, really, because Satan can communicate to you through your thoughts. And why do you say that? Because a lot of people, they like to, people in general, they, they think. They have, we all have the ability to think, but you have to make sure your thoughts are being guided in the right direction. And if you don't obey God's law, I mean, if you're going to do something other than God's law, you might be under the, you might be giving, being, you might be, um, Satan might be giving you your thoughts. Possibly. Isn't this an amazing question? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right here. Thank you, buddy. Who is uh, the Christian's worst enemy? Yeah, I was thinking about it this week. I think it might be different for different people, but in my experience, I went to a church all my life, and what I think the biggest enemy was is people who intellectualize the Bible. They just what? Intellectualize the Bible, right? And and just over-focus on the Bible so it prevents you from ever changing inside. You're just you're reading the words and you're comparing them to other words and you're memorizing, and it's all about learning, but you, you never change. So that's the Christian's worst enemy? The preacher's preaching the Bible. Okay. Over-focus on the Bible and not focusing on who Isn't you really this are. an amazing question? Yeah, it was. I thought about it all week. I was round down the road one day, and it occurred to me, in the soul of my belly, who the Christian's worst enemy is. I'm like, wow. That's amazing. Uh, Levi, want, and then the young lady in the back, and, and Renata. Yes, Levi. Um, you know I would, why I remember your name? Why is that? I have a cousin named Levi. But Sounds we call him Levy because he's black. <laughs> Levy. His name is Levy. He's my first cousin. And I grew up with him. So that's why I remember Levi. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Yes. So who is the Christian's worst enemy? Um, I would go with themselves because oftentimes when um, we uh, like when people think that they they're, they're actually doing something like when they make the check checklist and they're following uh, what the Bible is telling them to do and they're kind of checking off everything, then oftentimes they end up straying further away from God rather than letting themselves be changed and born again. Amazing. Okay, uh, Mary, and then here at TJ. I, I say it's other so-called Christians. And why do you say that? Because everyone has their opinion in their Christianated environment. They they believe it one way, and then if you say something different, then they they're right because they they've they've discerned it for themselves, but they want to push it on everyone okay. else. Had you thought about that before I made it turn it into a? Um, biblical question. Well, I had in in the sense that uh, no matter what, like if you're having conversation with someone else who's yeah. supposed to be totally on board with right, what's right and the Christian thing, they the, the, you're never whatever you say is like, oh no no no, 
I've been this, I've been that, and I, I know better than you. Oh, okay. So. Oh, amazing. Thank you, Mary. Yes, sir. Uh, first, uh, the devil came to mind, and then uh, the Antichrist. When you said who, I thought about what first, but then you said who, you emphasized who. So I would have to say that a, a fake uh, Christian is the worst enemy uh, of a Christian because uh, they sow misinformation and cause people to reject uh, the truth. And they say, if this is Christianity, I have nothing, uh, I, I want nothing to do with it. So I would say a fake Christian is a... Well, you were about to say the Antichrist? I was going to say the Antichrist because who that's a who. Well, James in the Bible says that the Antichrist is not a person, but then people think it is a person. It's right. a more of a movement. It's more of, uh, of, uh, of, of anti-Christianity, uh, atheist. It's more of an atheist uh, uh, movement. Oh. So um, it may very well be a person. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I definitely... Uh, think that a fake Christian is worth that, worse than an atheist, okay. because a fake Christian will pretend to uh, have something that he doesn't, and can cause, I mean, Jesus speaks about the leaders that will lead people. Uh, and so, you say the uh, fake Christians? Yeah, fake Christian is the worst enemy to a Christian. Okay. okay. Amazing. Francisco. <laughs> but that may be the real, I'm just, it's a fellowship. You can't go wrong. All right, so it's not a test. All right, yes. Yes, Frank. You're the, you're the Mexican. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's always been, uh, you know, self. Self? This, this it's the Christian yeah. worst enemy? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And why do you say self? It's the first battle and the last battle you have to deal with because uh, you, you're tempted and you're seduced, and it's always against yourself. You're hearing the voices in your mind. Um, you're dealing with challenges and, you know, dealing with life, and it always comes back to yourself. Okay. Uh, everything, everything else in the world is on the outside. Like that baby, everything is on the outside. It's all about self. Amazing. Okay. Amazing answers, right? And uh, TJ, ask about why you're on your way to TJ. Who is the Christian worst enemy? Well, I think the devil. Why? Well, just because in the Bible it says that um, he's the adversary, and uh, and I think that when we die and go to heaven, we're not going to have any more enemies because he's not going to be there. Do you think you're going to heaven? <laughs> I hope so, yeah. So what? I hope so. Joel, you think he's going? <laughs> <laughs> the only way you're going to heaven if you're able to order your groceries online. I can make it work. If they don't have cell phones in heaven, millennials are not going. <laughs> if the choice, be, let's say Satan had all the cell phones and iPads down in hell, and God had none, and, and, and the millennials standing ready to go to one or the other, and God said, well, I don't have any cell phones. Satan so said, I got them here. They're like, forget you, God. I'm going down here. They live on the cell phones. Yes. Oh, Sammy was the, the Mexican cowboy boy. He was here doing some work for us. And then he stopped over at the post office on Saturday. And I had to go to the post office. I drove right near him in my car. My car makes a lot of noise. And he was sitting in his car on his cell phone. 
So I drove and parked. He never looked up. I got out of my car, shut the door hard. He never looked up. I went around to his car. The window was down by halfway, and I opened the door and shot him. I stabbed him. I stabbed him. He didn't see me coming. I'm like, man, Black Lives Matter going to kill you. How do you know? He's like, well, I heard you. I just didn't look up. And I stabbed him right in the chest. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> y- y'all better put those cell phones down. You're not married to them. Uh, TJ, who's the Christian's worst enemy? I think it's themselves, like Levi said. And why do you say that? They're like the most disorganized, the worst represented group of people on the planet. Like they don't do anything to help themselves. Wow. Like you talk about church people being the worst. Uh-huh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Never date a church woman. <laughs> no, I'm <playing. laughs> No, okay. Thank you, man. Uh, right here. Hi, Jesse. Oh, hi. I was talking to a Bible thump in prison yesterday on the phone. And, and the Bible thump was like, I'm a Christian now. I know the Bible. And they were quoting all these scriptures to me. And so I would ask them, what does that mean? Did it really say that? What did that mean? And they're like, oh, I got to call you back. <laughs> I got to go back and read the Bible some more. I'm like, what the... Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I didn't. I don't necessarily think that the devil is our enemy. He, he the hates, worst enemy. Who is the yeah, worst? He hates us because the Christian worst enemy. Yeah, he hates us because we we believe in a guy that a God. We have faith in a God that we can't see because obviously he's seen God, but he got kicked out of heaven. But um, so our worst enemy, it has to be carnal minded, meaning. The, the fallen state perversion causes enemies, causes our, ourselves to be enemies of ourselves. Have you ever thought about this before? No, it's, a, it's definitely a good question. I like that. I like that. I had never yeah. thought of it. I just happened to be riding down the road. It occurred to me. I'm like, wow, that is so true. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let me take this young man in here. Who is the Christian word? you like a, a street preacher, right? Yes. So you got to know who it is. <laughs> who is the Christian's worst enemy? There's two, there's two um, cases on myself. It would be myself. Okay. Because I want to tell you, when I started going, in, going into the church, um, there was times where I had that fallen nature spirit when I was going into the church. A fallen angel? No, fallen nature. Spirit. Oh, I was angry. Nature. I was angry. Okay. So fallen nature. Okay. So what I thought was, if I had anger, if I would get into a fight with my wife and I'd have anger, I wouldn't want to go to church. Yeah. I wouldn't want because the, the the anger was keeping me from going to hear God's word. Right. So once I started, you know, saying, well, you know what? Because I talked to a brother from church and he says, no, no, you got to come. Don't go. Don't go based on your feelings. Go. Just come and we'll pray for you. So once I got a hold of that, then I started coming. So then. Um, Again, it's ourselves because once I was overcoming, overcoming myself, I wanted to be, I wanted to be in fire in the church. I wanted to pray for other people. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do like uh, Bible studies. I wanted to host a cell group. You know, I wanted just, I was so passionate about the, you know, the passionate. Lord. 
Right. So, but when I would get home, I would live a different way. Yeah. I wasn't reading my word. I wasn't praying. I, you know, I was still angry. But then when I would go to church, everything was like, you know, butterflies, like rainbows. Come home, I was double standard. So again, that can, it's ourselves until we can overcome the fallen state and say, you know what, I'm not going to have that, that nature no more like a woman. I'm not going to think li- like a, a woman. I'm not going to have my mom's spirit, but I'm going to overcome it right and on. then just, you know, overcome yourselves. So that's, okay. and, and an antichrist is any, anyone or anything that opposes Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's an antichrist? Yes, sir. I noticed that street preachers don't like one another. Did y'all know that? Everybody don't like it. It's amazing. Street preachers don't like each other. Don't join that group. Come over here. What the? Isn't that true? How did that happen? Yes. So ultimately, I I believe it's Satan, but but also Satan can manipulate anyone uh, who... You know how, like, uh, even Jesus say and you say, like, Satan is your daddy? Right. Um, so anyone with, with anger, Satan's their daddy. And, like, uh, and with the Christians, unfortunately, a lot of them, like, like those preacher men, they, they read the Bible and they intellectualize it, and it feeds their ego. And so when their ego is growing, they're like, yeah, this is the way. Like, you know, uh, no one else is doing it right and whatever. But... Um, Ironically, they're just being driven by their ego because because uh, Satan's their daddy, and Amazing. and they're um, so ego is the worst. Yeah, for, the ego is the worst enemy of the Christians. Because yeah, they they can't see if they're reading the Bible, they're like, oh okay, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing, like you know going down the checklist, but they're like, if I'm not doing this, then I'm, I'm better than so and so, but that's not the way at all. Right. Amazing. Okay. Uh, and Hermes and Hermes and then this young man have the last word. My friend. Biblical question? Uh, who is the enemy of the, the Christian? I think the, who themselves. Who is the Christian's worst enemy? Themselves. And why do you say themselves? Because I think Christians tend to self-sabotage uh, themselves. What does that mean? You know, living in their imagination. And oh. Believing Satan and doubting and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine. But he called me and told me that Black Lives Matter going to be protesting in their neighborhood today. In Beverly Hills. I'm like, why are they in Beverly Hills? He's like, I don't know. And I asked, are you going to stay home or are you going to leave and protect your house? He's like, no, I'm leaving. I'm like, why don't you protect your house, man? But he's leaving the house. I'm like, and so I asked, who is the Christmas Christian's worst enemy? And he said, Satan. I said, that's the same answer that the children on the road gave. And he started cracking up. I'm like, why are you laughing about that? Because if that's the children, the answer from the children on the wide road, that means that's the wrong answer. I'm like, no, it's not. But Black Lives Matter in protesting in Beverly Hills today. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing to me. Oh, right here there, Mark. Yes, sir. Who is the Christian's worst enemy? Yeah, I don't think I have that much to add to to the group. I think it's uh, I think it's Satan, and and he only um, 
uh, has influence to the extent that we let him in, you know. Okay. So he lives in us when we allow him to. So that's All right. my agreement with the group. Nice. Uh, Mark, I saw your hand. I believe that everyone's talking about um, who are the worst enemies to someone in a fallen state. A Christian has no enemies. Oh, you think? I mean, you, people you may wish me wrong. They're not real. People may wish me Y'all like. not real. <laughs> people may like rejoice if I like whatever fail or something. But if I don't suffer inside, my ego can't hurt me. If I know I'm nothing, my ego can't hurt me. If I'm not sensitive and emotional, people can call me names and fire me and whatever. It doesn't bother me. Oh, okay. So you say what is who? These are all enemies of someone in a fallen oh, in a state. Fallen state. Okay. In a fallen state, Satan controls you. Nice. I appreciate that, man. And congratulations on the baby again. Thank you. Are you busy making another one already? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Got to keep them coming. Correct. All right. Uh, Daniel, you want to respond to this? Daniel is our front office manager now. Yeah, he took Christina place. And he is smart for a Mexican. <laughs> I didn't know Mexican knew math. That's all they learned in Mexico. That's all they learned in Mexico? He is so smart. He pick it up just like that and he's like, oh, God, do my head. Nah, I'm not uh, that like, smart. I'm not that smart. See, <laughs> he's humble. <laughs> Who is the Christian's worst enemy, Daniel? Uh, probably bad parents. Probably bad parents? Why do you say that? Because if you don't have perfect parents, good luck. Okay. <laughs> good luck. That's an interesting answer. The anchor baby want to respond. Nick, the anchor baby. <laughs> Satan. Satan. Or myself. What? You I was giving you all my all my answers I was giving you before. Oh yeah. All my little answers. I, I really don't know, honestly. You don't know? Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then I want to put my two cents in, and if you disagree with me, I really want to hear it. I do. I don't mind. You can disagree with me. It's not racist. (laughs) It's a fellowship. Yes, ma'am. So I think that the number one enemy would be Satanism, but the frontline soldiers for Satanism would be the Democrat Party. And I think that... (laughs) And I think that um, just as the Democrat Party has transformed the public school system, they're also transforming the church. And so they're rewriting the Bible. They're rewriting traditional values. That's why people are supporting abortion and destruction and Black Lives Matter and all of these not traditional values but destructive satanic values. And I think that they are the biggest enemy to the Christianity would be the Democrat Party. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I know who you voted for. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All day, every day. <laughs> uh, amazing. Yes, Cheryl? I would say Satan outside and inside of us, like he said, when you let him in. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I appreciate that. I, uh, I realized the other day that the Christian's worst enemy is Jesus Christ. It is. If Jesus came and walked the earth today and told the truth, they would kill him. The Jews wouldn't have to do it. (laughs) 
if, the, if Jesus came and said, you must be born again, if he came and reminded people that you cannot sin if you're born again, if he reminded the people that you have to love me with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, if he said you have to love your neighbor as yourself, they would kill him. They will wipe him out. The, the Christians hate Jesus. They sing about him, they shout about him, but they don't love him. And they have no love. They have no power. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They believe about it, but not in it. There's no love in the Christians. And they will hate Jesus. They would kill him if he came and told the truth. If he came and said to the Christians, I am not God. I am the Son of God. My Father sent me. Greater work shall you do. Will you do that I've done? They will kill him. You're God. What are you talking about? You're not God. Get out of here. They will rebuke him. They will beat him up with the Bible. And they will kill him. He is the Christian's worst enemy today. Christians do not believe that you could be saved from sin. They do not believe that you could be born again of God. A clean new spirit which has no sin. And they do not believe that you cannot sin. They don't believe you can live a life on earth and not be angry. They believe anger is of God. Jesus was angry. They'll tell you that all the time. They don't love one another. They have no love. They don't love their enemies and they don't love themselves. And if Jesus walked the earth, if he was going out Pico right now on a, a loud mic, saying these things, they would go out and beat him up. They don't, the Christians don't believe that once you know God, you have perfect peace. And once you have perfect peace, you don't need to get high. You're already high with perfect love, perfect energy. They don't believe that. Christians don't believe that faith is amazing. If you have no faith, you have nothing. You really don't. It is above all things. To have faith. Because in faith is everything. And all things are possible. You never doubt. The Christians don't believe. You know, I was thinking about, once this occurred to me, I was thinking about America. And that America was founded by white folks. And I wonder, what's the difference between the whites then and the whites now? White people then believed in God. They were real Christians. When they fought battles, when they had to build, when they went through the storms, the ups and the downs, uh, they pray to God and they have faith that they can do it. Today, white people don't have faith. They don't believe in God. They believe in their stuff. Somewhere down the line, the white folks got too much stuff and they believe in first-class living, flying first-class, nice neighborhoods. Somewhere down the line, they got too much stuff, they put their faith in their things rather than perfect love. And I'm thinking, wow, that's so interesting. Because white people of old would be fighting back for their country today. They would be standing up fighting. They would not be hiding behind their stuff or running to different cities and states away from the enemy because they would know that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We literally have the power in us to defeat evil. But you can't defeat it with fear. 
You cannot defeat it with doubt. You must believe in God in order to defeat it. White people are on the run. They are literally on the run. I remember 30 years ago, they moved up to Oregon, some of them, right? (laughs) (laughs) They moved up to Oregon, right? Because they were saying, California falling apart. You know, it's coming. Get out. Nothing but liberals. And, And a whole bunch of white people and others moved to Oregon. And now Oregon is messed up. The the liberals went right behind them and took over Oregon to the point that they voted in a drug. You can get high now. The Christians didn't fight back in Oregon. And there are a few left, and they want, I think, they wanted to be a part of Idaho or somebody. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Uh, Nick, I want you to, if you don't mind, come and read off those... uh, Remember that story we did on Friday where those young people were killing themselves uh, due to the shutdown? It was in the last hour on Friday. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I got it. Um, oh, you anybody haven't? doubt me so far, disagree. You disagree? I have a question. Okay. You say that or you're inferring that people should fight back. Fight. Yes. Um, you have to, within yourself... You have to face evil. You can't run from it. You have to take the pain of it. And the children of the lie, they give you, they let you see your relationship with the world by threatening to take something away from you. If you speak up, they say, you are racist. And if you have fear, you're going to click in your mind, you have the fear of it. And rather than the Christians enduring that so they can overcome it, and not be, be manipulated by the children of the lie, they give in to it. They run. They believe it. I used to think that white people, 30 years ago, I was told that the reason white people were not speaking up, they had a guilt. They felt a false guilt about what black people were going through. I'm like, no, you still need to speak up. It's not real. But it's not that. It's fear. Okay, so the perhaps you could give some tips on fighting back without anger. Um, you do what's in front of you to do. You speak up, you get involved, you change the law, you vote people out. You stand, you stand up and not let them take your Second Amendment away from you to protect yourself. They're taking the police departments away, and now they're going to take your guns away, and you can't even protect yourself. And that will happen because the people don't have courage. They don't believe in God. I understand. They have fear. You can't run. You have to overcome and if you truly believe in God, God, you will not run. Is that it? Uh, yeah, yeah okay. that's fine. Yeah, let me take this first. So here's another example of Jesus being the worst enemy to the Christians. Uh, explain the story first and then tell us. And we were, we were talking about the depressed um, young adults? Yeah. Okay. Well, we were talking about on the show... Uh, that the Journal of Adolescent Health had uh, released a study, and uh, they were talking about an alarming trend of anxiety and depression related to the coronavirus stuff somewhat. They lost their jobs and all that. But some of the stats that they released in the study was like um, 59% of young adults report having lost employment, 75% of them being nervous, 68% of them not being able to stop or control worrying, and 
80% of young adults reported significant depressive symptoms. 80% of them drinking alcohol. 30% of those drinking alcohol reported harmful levels of drinking. And drug use as well, with uh, 22% of participants in the study reporting using drugs, and a third of those that the drug use was severe. Amazing. Those children, parents, Christ would be their worst enemy. Because if they were Christian, they wouldn't raise children with fear and doubt and on drugs and worried about a job and all that crap. In Christ, there is no worry. There is no insecurity. There is no doubt. There is no nothing because you know you're one with the Father. You know it without even saying it. You just know. You know, if you had a physical father at home, you know you got a father, right? You don't have to say every day, oh, this is my daddy. (laughs) And your father would take care of you. He's that way. He would take care of you. Christian would kill Jesus today. He is their worst enemy, all in the name of Jesus. They don't believe in what he taught when he walked uh, the earth. They have no faith. White people, somewhere down the road, decide that their stuff means more to them than uh, having faith in God. It's amazing to see it. This is a Judeo-Christian nation. A lot of Christians don't want to hear the word Judeo-Christian nation. They just want to say Christian nation. And that's not true. It wasn't for Judaism there would be no Christianity. That's reality. But they don't want to hear that, so Christ would be their worst enemy. Um, Black Lives Matter would not be a big deal at all if, if the Christians love God, if they love Christ. But they don't. They don't love God, so they don't love their neighbor as themselves. It reminds me of when I was thinking about the white folks in Christ, but this is not just the white Christians. No Christians believe in God. They're his enemy. Um, I remember, remember the guy in the Bible, he had everything. He was like, he saw Jesus walking down the road. Yeah, the rich young ruler. Right. And so he saw Jesus going down the road to the liquor store. And um, <laughs> Jesus didn't feel like making wine that day. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to stop at the store and get some. And this, this rich guy saw him going down the road. He's like, Jesus, 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 I have everything. I've kept all of your commandments. How can I follow you? I've done everything you want me to do uh, or was supposed to do. And Jesus said, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, let me, I'll give you an answer when I come back. I'll run to the store and get some wine. And Jesus came back and said, okay, guy, if you want to follow me, give up everything you have and follow me. And the guy walked away like, oh, no, I can't do that. I don't love you that much. And he walked away with his head down. And, and the guy even said, I, I've kept the commandments and everything. The guy lied about keeping the commandments. He didn't keep the commandments because had he kept the commandments, he would have gladly given up the material stuff and follow Christ. Christians don't give up. They don't keep the commandments. They don't practice them. They don't do them. And I'm talking about a lot of you here, too, so don't be all looking at me. (laughs) Huh? No. That's right. 
I ain't talking about me. But you got to keep the commandments. You got to practice them. Number one, you must love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might, along with nothing else. You can't love him. You can't love your children more than him. You can't love your things more than him, your places that you live or whatever, or even your reputation. White people say, well, I'm not going to speak up because I don't want to be called racist. I'll lose my reputation. Reputation means more than loving God with all the heart, so they might. Isn't that amazing? This is not a game we're playing. But yeah, it's not an uptight thing either. You don't walk around, oh, I'm Christian. I'm tough. You just be yourself. And everything that you are addicted to, the world, because we are, we are born in sin, so we have to overcome the world. And so in while we're in that sin, the world is our God. You know, the things we have, the way people think about us, and all that is like really important because in that fallen state, you're very insecure. You have no love, no, no nothing. So you use people, places, things. But once you wake up, you overcome those things. And the way you know that you have overcome them, and if somebody threatens you, if you overreact to it, you worry about it, you become afraid, that thing is more important than the commandments, than God. But if you notice, oh, they threatened to take my stuff. It's too important. Let me go through it. Let me take the pain. And God will cause you to overcome this stuff. You can't make yourself overcome it. You just need to see that you are addicted to losing stuff. And he will cause you to overcome it. That's what the pain is for, to overcome the world. And you will overcome it, and no one can control you. It's so amazing. As you were saying, he will renew your mind. You see things differently. You relate to people in a different way. It's amazing. Christians hate Jesus, and they don't love God. Because if you hate the Son, you can't love the Father. Amazing. Let me take this young lady, and I think I, oh, and then I saw here, right? And some more hands. What you, I mean, isn't that deep? Yeah. I'm around down the road, it's just in my belly, and a curve. Christian hates Jesus. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is so, it was so clear. Some of you right now, if someone said something wrong to you, after the meeting is over, you'll get mad at them, it's done. <laughs> you, the little side of the prayer is out the window. <laughs> yes. So I, I do agree with you partially in a sense. Um, as identifying, not so much as a Christian anymore, but growing in, in the Christian community, I think the biggest downfall that Christians have is the idea that I mean, God's going to continuously love you through sin. So growing up, even like I, I did a lot of things late in life. I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. No jewelry, no sex before marriage, no all of that. And then once I started wearing jewelry or doing things that I knew I wasn't supposed to do, it was kind of just like I didn't know how to be in the church. It was either I was all the way good or I was all the way bad. So yeah. I was like, I'm out because I'm going to live my life kind of thing. But then the narrative that sometimes Christians 
different types of churches like push on you is that like God loves you through sin so it's okay if on the weekend you want to smoke a blunt and get drunk and then if you come back the next following weekend like you're going to be good because God's going to love you anyways so then when you like have those practices of like one day I'm this and then one day I'm that sometimes you're able to sleep with like I'm I'm good because at the end of the day I still have a relationship with God and I know that I love him despite me doing maybe not the best things so I think in a way you're right but at the same time, I also see, like, you saying, like, Christians don't love God. No, I'm Ident- saying that he, Christians are the worst, worst enemy. enemy. There you yeah. go. They don't that. believe that, even though the Bible says it. Uh-huh. The Bible says it. <laughs> they don't believe that you can be born again of God, and once you're born, you cannot sin. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that I'm agreeing with you. It's like people think, or at least Christians think that, you can be born again several times. Like after you get, yeah. and, you know, you, you get baptized and everything at a really young age in the Christian community. You can go out Friday night and yeah. have all the sex you want. Because yeah. Saturday you're going to be, Sunday at church, you'll be born <laughs> yeah. again. And I think that's, that, that's the, the worst. It's thing. insane. Yeah. But they totally believe it. And mm-hmm. if you disagree with them, mm-hmm. they will kill you. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. They will like, they'll run you out of the church, <laughs> out of the hood. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just, it's just mind blowing to me. Let me take this young man. You're absolutely right. Let me take this young man and then you. I, I think I saw, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to add to what you. And black people don't feel, don't believe you love your enemy. Wow. And then some of the holiest people you ever want to see. You can hear them all the way down the road shouting. All the way down the block, hooping and hollering and playing the tamarind. <laughs> and they hate white folks. They don't love their enemy. And they justify, well, it was slavery. Or it was Jim Crow. And then if you say, no, it wasn't. That stuff happened way back then, but it has nothing to do with you today. You're Uncle Tom. You don't like your race. You try to be white. How can you think you love God and don't love your neighbor? And God said you have to even love your enemies. I love my enemies. I have nothing against my enemies. I deal with them, and then I will stand up and speak up, but I won't hate them because I understand what's driving them. It's not personal. But the blacks don't love the white people at all. But they'll go to church. If you be quiet, you can hear them now down in South Central. Hoobling, <laughs> hollering, and praising the Lord. And they know the Bible like nothing going off. But they'll vote for a drag queen. Anyway, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I would just like to add to what you're saying. Um, next week, um, uh, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for my brother's funeral. And um, I was in the car with my dad. And um, it's like on his side of the family and on my mom's side of the family, they have preachers. So they're trying to, like, come together and, like, guess, do share or whatever. Yeah. But um, one uh, guy called my my dad and was just, like, saying, like, 
saying like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about this, talk about that. And um, it was like he started, I can, I can already tell it's going to be a black funeral, man. He was like, like, like yeah, we're going to bring the Holy Spirit. Then I'm just like on the passenger side, just like, uh. and um, yeah, it just it, it yeah, makes get sense. ready. Yeah, yeah. And then they're going to lie all the way through the funeral. Everybody going to lie. Oh, this was a good one. The Lord is with him. He's in heaven. Praise the Lord. And then they're going to shout for an hour, and it's going to be a mess. Mm. You're right. Yeah. But I, I feel um, this past week I've been feeling like, how you saying, that pain in your stomach? I've been, like, feeling that because I already, I already know that for sure that I'm, I'm going to go up and I'm going to speak. Yeah. And... Um, I can already see like my family probably going against me and stuff like that. And like my I can see my mom, she um kinda like I guess they're trying, they're waiting for me to crack to like get emotional and stuff. But I I, I do feel pain in the inside, but I'm just yeah, trying just to take relax it. in it. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, it will be taken away and you'll be free from that. And you would never be afraid to get up and tell the truth again in front of anyone. Yeah. You gotta die from that. The ego is dying. Nice. Yeah. And you'll be in the world, but not of it. And all your needs will be met. It, it'll be amazing. And you would not compare yourself to anyone else. You wouldn't try to have as much as John Doe has or or anyone else. You'd just be you and happy with you. Ain't nothing like being you. Really. Yes, ma'am. And then here and in the back. Hi, Jesse. I totally agree. Thank you so much for, you know, um, putting forth this answer. Yes. Um, I think about it a lot. I, and I agree with... Is this with, your first time here? It is. Welcome. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, Thank amazing. you. What's your name? I'm Lisa Simpson. Good to meet you, Lisa. Nice to meet you. Yes. Um, I recently confronted 100 Antifa... I brought them. Whoa. Yeah. I brought them flowers. I wanted to say that about them. Antifa is a group of white, rich, young kids, right? Yeah. They are so spoiled that they are helping to destroy their own country that the forefathers founded, went through hell, and built. And it doesn't mean enough to them to preserve it and make it better. They are running around destroying it. It's the darnest thing I ever seen. And I bet you their parents would say they believe in God. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I confronted them. I brought them flowers, and I brought them stickers that say, I don't know you, but I love you. And I do love them, and I understand them. I brought them these gifts. And, of course, they violently attacked me and threw the flowers and all this. What I was doing was I was talking about um, Satan being their daddy. They admitted it. (laughs) They straight up admitted it. Were you by yourself? I was with one other person who they violently attacked. What the? Mm-hmm. So it was two of us. And, um, and, and so I was saying, saying, your daddy, they agreed. They, they said, the cops are going to burn in hell. I said, are you? And they said, yeah, because Satan's my daddy. They said it. Um, what happened was I ended up, despite talking about Jesus to them, um, I got caught up. They were saying some really dark, vile things, and I got caught up in that. So I did curse at them. It was like a weird mix of me. Don't talking. worry. Oh, okay. Well, I feel okay, cool. I appreciate that. Because I the curse. 
Okay, I appreciate that because the commentary. I heard some guy asking James on his show. Does Jesse curse Jesse trying to act like he's so important? <laughs> he doesn't get mad. He doesn't curse. I'm like, that's what you think. But anyway. No, oh, I appreciate that encouragement because the commentary from the Christians was, they were saying, I shouldn't even be bringing up God and Jesus if I'm going to curse. And I just, so this is why I know what you're saying is true about the greatest enemy because not a single one of them out of the few hundred that had something negative to say, not a single one of them offered prayers or encouraged me in this battle against one of the darkest enemies of Satan right Where there. Were you in Portland? No, I was right here in L.A. in Beverly Hills. It was right in Beverly Hills. Really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And then I just want to end with saying that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, I would go out on the street, I'd lose all my material possessions. Like, I'm ready to do that. I feel that transcend, transcendence to go. It's just awkward because, you know, society, like my parents and that whole thing. But I'm ready to go right now. Amazing. She's better than the millennial men. Thank you, sister. Amazing. Right here. The reason, you know, I had a, Nick to read that about these young people, how they're tripping out when times are rough and they think they're losing their jobs and things like that. It is in those times you're supposed to be quiet and overcome and not overreact. But their parents haven't taught them that. They're growing up on their cell phones, computers. The mothers are out working, leaving the kids at home with the computers. They're not showing them love. They have no business tripping out over the world like that. But they, they don't know how to be quiet. A little shut downtown. Because you notice when you are quiet by yourself, if you're not aware, and you think you're important, in those quiet moments, you feel like you're nothing. Like, why am I on earth? And if you don't know that that's a beautiful thing to overcome, you'll kill yourself. Because in reality, we're nothing, but the ego wants you to think that you're something. And so these young people that Nick read about, they've been in their computers. They've been going to these fancy schools. They have not had that quiet time so that they can overcome the world alone time. Millennials live on their phones. They sleep with the phones. The last thing at night, they look at their phone rather than being quiet. And the first thing in the morning... When they open their eyes, they reach for the phone. Anybody here ever done that? Mm-hmm. See, everybody, all the millennials. And so when hard times come, they trip out instead of overcoming. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul says something like, and I wrote it down, but I don't have it exact. He said the kingdom of, of, uh, the kingdom of heaven is inside of us and that... It's, it's about power and not about words. Everybody can talk about the Holy Spirit, but they don't utilize the power that's in them from the Holy Spirit. We have it. We don't have to be afraid of the children of the lie. And they call you names. They talk about you. They call you Uncle Tom. They call you racist. White people have been running away from that word for so long till the children of the lie have added to the word now. They call it white privilege now. They call it white uh, what? Yeah, white privilege. Yeah. They say you're, you're that way because you're white. If you're white, <laughs> you're privileged. 
and that you are racist simply because you're white. I heard a big fat black woman on TV, online or somewhere talking about it, and she's like, y'all the scum of the earth. And the white people are like, oh. <laughs> she's so beautiful. It's slavery. You're right. We're the scum. And now white people teaching one another they're the scum of the earth in classrooms. Give it in to evil, all in the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. Sorry. No, no worries. Um, I liked your story of uh, Jesus, um, or rather the, the man with everything, asking Jesus for uh, you know, what he should do. Um, I've been watching you for at least uh, you know, five years or so now. And uh, the one thing that definitely um, draws me to you more than I probably a lot of people do is just the truth that you speak. Um, it's very hard to deny it. I mean, I always think that truth is going to prevail over evil. Yeah. Or anything like that. Um, my question for you uh, is: I've been an atheist for probably about eighteen years now. Nice. And um, just I as I love the atheist, <laughs> just as uh, just as the man with all asked um, Jesus, you know, what he should do. Um, I actually am my search for some kind of God or spiritual or something, and. I've been at it for a long time, and I haven't been able to grasp onto anything. Right. And because you seem to be a man that I follow that speaks a lot of truth, um, what would, what advice would you give me to seek God or find God? Is this your first time here? No, this is my second. Uh, the fact that you could see where I'm coming from, that what I'm saying is true, you you found him already. He's inside of you. Because it is God who's showing you that, allows you to see that what I'm saying is true. The average person that's, the person that's not seeking, it will sound like I'm speaking in tongues. They would not understand it. But the fact that you've been seeking and you recognize where I'm coming from, he's with you. It's inside of you. So look within. Keep an eye on yourself. Doubt every thought. You'll be fine. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yeah. Um, I actually forgave my mother Many, many years ago, um, prior to even actually probably knowing that that's what you wanted. I think I, when I originally uh, listened to you, it was more on a political aspect of you know race and politics and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I, I figured my mother, um, many years ago, uh, my father actually committed suicide. So it was due to her leaving him. Um, and Your father committed suicide because his God left? Um, I... Yeah, because it's God left. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a very good way to to put it. And that's I, what happened. Mm-hmm. The woman is God until you overcome Mama. Yeah, and then to come back to order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man and woman. Yeah, totally agree. And yeah, yeah so I, I I did forgive my mother on that. So aspect. you told her I'm sorry for hating you for screwing up my life. Wow, it's been so long. I don't think it was in those words. What did um, you say to her? I I think if I can remember, um, it was just on the aspect of hey, you know, I don't. Um, um, I don't. I don't put you into that position that it was your fault. You know, I. I, I but it was her fault. Oh, oh. <laughs> Did you? Well, the thing was, it 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 was beyond her control. Right. You know, it, even even though he did it, it's I. I didn't want her to walk around with. This thought that my children hate me. 
Why not? It's true. Well, I, I don't hate my mother. Now, what do you think? No, I, so you I think I, I did. did to you. I'm sorry. You, you did. You say you did, but you don't now. Yeah, did I did. You tell know. her that. Yeah, I did. You say I don't hate you anymore for yeah. screwing up my life. I did. I did tell her that. Oh, okay. Not screwing up my life. I didn't say that, but I did. I did say I. I, I used to. I used to hate you. You yeah, said, I, but I don't hate you anymore. Yeah, I don't hate you anymore. Even though you're crazy. <laughs> no, I'm messing. With you. Not that far. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing my silent prayer that video? So that that's the other part of my atheist kind of position is it's – I always kind of use the analogy if someone told me to grab that thing or it, I'd say, what? But what, am, what am I grabbing? Well, grab it. I, I understand you want me to grab it, but what is it? Right. So when I pray because I don't believe in God, what am I talking to? Um, I like it. It feels good. It's the same thing as I used to always explain. Hey, if I was in the middle of the ocean with nothing with nothing to save me, yeah, I would pray to God that a, a boat came. Uh, you, as an atheist, I would pray to God that a boat came. If a boat came, that'd be nice. If it didn't, it would just like be like, well, it didn't. I, just because it came didn't in my mind didn't mean that there was a God that that sent the boat. Right. Um, so when I do the silent prayer and, and all that kinds of things, which I don't do every day, morning and night, no. Suffer. Uh, suffer. And die. <laughs> and die. Let me ask, did you forgive your father for committing suicide? Um, how? Because he left you when he did that. Um, I'm did asking, you blame God for it? Well, no, because... How old were you when he did that? Uh, I was... 15 or 16, I can't really... And so what did you think about it at the time, if you remember? Why did he... Do, I mean, who fault you, did you think it was? At that time? Yes. Um, I thought there was a multitude of things. I think I was too young to understand, first of all, relationships and the power of love and a right. woman that can take... I didn't know those kinds of things. Um, some of it felt like it may have been my fault. Some of it may have felt that it was trauma that he was experiencing from his mother uh, that treated him bad. Um, there's a lot. It was a whirlwind of thoughts that came through. Um, but when I settled down after years and years, um, I, after me as a man growing through and going through breakups and things of that nature, I knew the the power and the the passion that comes out from when, say your 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 God leaves you, um, the power that that can put. And um, I it was when I went through those things, I said ah. Now it makes sense. I can see why. Did that you blame happen. God at the time for taking him? No, because I didn't believe in God. Uh, at the time, you didn't believe in him either? No. Uh, were you close to your father? Very close. Very close to him? Very close. And so what was it like for you when he did that? It was literally, it felt like a, a taking of a, an identity of myself. So just a, you know, a, a second part of, of, of me. Every, I mean, he was, he was my, every, I didn't, I did, I was not a mama's boy. I was a, I was dad, I was no, a daddy's yeah. boy. Like, you know, that, that yeah. was me. And, um, so when he, when he gone, it was like, literally, what do I do with mine? I had, I felt like I had no guidance anymore. Yeah. I actually, what I actually did is I actually let up, up and left, dropped out of high school and went and lived in Mexico for two years. Yeah. So did you forgive yourself or blame yourself for that? Um, I never felt like I blamed myself. You say you thought you were to blame it. Oh, um, because there were things that happened where, um, 
I actually opened the gun safe to give him the gun, which I didn't physically do that. He woke me up out of a slumber, and I, I was the only person who knew the code to the gun safe. So he said, come in, son, open up this thing, I'm ready to kill myself. He was like, okay, Dad? No, <laughs> that, that would be great if he did he say that because then i go, oh, okay, no, that's cool. I'm not opening the safe. But no, it was I was in a, in a, a, a sleep, and um, I was the only person who knew the code, and he came in and said, hey, can you wake this and open this for me? And I just woke up out of a slumber, went, did, 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 and went, just went back to sleep. And wow. then, um, so, so and there he was took a, the gun out and just killed himself that same night. This, it was his birthday. Um, and I woke up probably maybe about four hours after that. Cause he probably woke me up about five in the morning. Uh, I walked in and he was sitting on the, uh, on a, a computer chair that we had and he was just smoking cigarettes, like back to back, like chain smoking. Um, and I was like, man, he looks a little down today. He looked gray in the face. Um, and I knew it was his birthday. So I offered, you know, to, to take him out or whatever. He was, no, no, I'm fine. Shortly after I knew he was, he was in a bad mood or in a, in a, in a bad place. He laid down on the sofa, covered himself up. And then I was like, okay, it looks like he's trying to sleep it off. Well, I'll just let him sleep it off. I ran into the room or ran into the room. I went into the room. My brother came in to me and he said, Hey, my mom um, said that we should watch out for, for daddy. Seems a little suicidal. And we just hear a pop. And then um, we run in. And we just see, you know, all his brains scattered up on the uh, on the uh, couch and all that kind of stuff. Amazing, and man. So, so it was obviously a very traumatic thing for me at the time. Completely over it now. I mean, there's no. There's How do no, you know you're over it now? Um, because I, I wouldn't. I, I personally, I don't. I don't hold any resentment to my father. I don't. Um, don't hold any resentment to my mother. Um, and you stop blaming yourself too. I yeah. I, I stopped blaming myself. How did you get over all that? Time. Meaning what? Time to process it all. I, I would say, it, you know, it took multitudes of, of, of time, just year after year, just understanding, getting older, getting wiser, listening to people, reading books, just um, over time, just figuring things out and understand. Also, like I said, being in love and knowing that power and going, oh, okay, that makes sense. I understand. It wasn't to do with me. It wasn't. It was to do with the, the power of love. You know. Here's what I recommend for you. Mm -hmm. I would, for a week, I'll do the silent prayer and ask God to let you see yourself. And he will allow you to see what you don't see that's happening with you. Then you can overcome it. You know, don't make up anything if you don't know exactly what it is. I don't want to make up anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's wrong with you right now. Mm -hmm. So do the silent prayer. Stay an atheist. It's best to know you don't. Atheist means you don't believe in God, right? Yes. It's best to know you don't believe in him than to think that you do believe in him and don't. And, and, and if you want to believe in him, he will cause that to happen. So do the silent prayer morning and night, and don't worry about why, but just do it. Want to know him, and he, he will guide you. Appreciate it. Yeah, he'll wake you up. Um, that's a horrible man to see your father die like that. And you were 16 at the time? Yeah, around that age, around 15 or 16, I can't totally remember, but I was around that So time. how's your life now, today? My life is amazing now. Um, that's the funny thing is even though I listen to you and I believe everything you say, whether whether it be um, you know biblical or religious or – Do you want to believe in God? 100 percent. Okay. Yeah. And why? I think um, I think it would be fantastic. I, just the, the fact – Fantastic. That's a white <laughs> – <laughs> I think it would be fantastic. Well, I told Chris this morning, my social media guy, I said, Chris, you'd never get married. 
why you say that. <laughs> I said, because you know the truth now. I rebuke, no. What do you say? He like, cancel those words. <laughs> oh, cancel those words all in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm like, man, that's not going to work. You got to say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Then it'll work. He's all white and proper with it. Cancel those words all in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm like, what the? I doubt if Jesus spoke that properly. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. It's okay, Jesse. If you were white, you'd say fantastic instead of amazing. That's right. Um, <laughs> why no, do you want to know him? Why do you want to believe in him? It would feel for me um, that I don't have. I have a purpose. It would feel that I have a purpose in life. It, how do you know that? How would it? How would I know that it would make me do the feel like that? Yes. Because I'd feel that something up above or wherever it, it lives or whatever um, would. Would ha- would I I'd feel safer? I feel taken care of. I feel like. Well, how do you know that? You know, I, I don't know that. What I'm at, what you're saying is, why do I? Do you want believe to? he exists, and but just don't believe in him. I I don't believe he exists. So how do you know all that would happen then if you believe in him? You don't believe he exists. Well, it would be like um, you knew that your Christmas presents came under the tree because Santa Claus. It was like. You would know you get Christmas trees every year. I mean, Christmas trees, Christmas presents under your tree every year if, if Santa Claus. But if you knew that he existed, so it's kind of like that for me. It's like, hey, I, I it feels. So you fantastic. don't know that you don't believe he exists, and you don't believe in him, but you want to know him. Yeah, I want to. Sh- I want what you guys have. Oh, I see. Uh, you know, I want to be able to be like, hey, this is fantastic. It's uh, inside of you, man. Fantastic. What's that? It's within you. Okay, yeah. yeah, and and yeah, I've and I've been searching for it, and I probably haven't been searching as hard as I have. It's probably been the last year, year and a half that it's been getting stronger. So, yeah, um, obviously, eighteen years on top of two, one and well, a half. I'm glad you I'm... have that yearning to know him. Mm-hmm. All right, so look within. Um, do the silent prayer so you can come out of your your head, come out of the darkness of your imagination, and you will see for yourself. And once you see it for yourself, no one can ever make you doubt. No one or no thing can make you doubt, all right? So for now, do the silent prayer at least for a week and see what you think. We'll do. All right? Morning and night. We'll do. All right? That's cool, man. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. And so you've been heartbroken before? Uh, yeah, twice. I'm uh, down. Um, I was actually, that's a funny thing. Uh, I, I was watching a video of yours. Uh, I think it was like two years old. And you said you had a little bit of trouble finding uh MGTOW people? Um, yes. Uh, well, Are you MGTOW? I'm a MGTOW, yeah. What the? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I, I, I'd offer you if uh, at any time you would like to have a debate on, or not debate, or just a discussion about um, MGTOW. I feel I'm, uh, I'm a black belt so in MGTOW. MGTOW, <laughs> you what? I feel like I'm a black belt in MGTOW. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Felt men child. Men going their own way. You're done with women? No. But you're not a men child then. Yeah. Doesn't um, that mean this, men going their own way now? This, this is kind of why I'd love to have a discussion with you at some time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because it's not about... Uh, well, let's get you back with God first course. and then we deal with that. Of course. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you.
Uh, did I see your hand? And I think I saw back there somewhere, right? Thank you. No? Oh, okay, Cheryl. Take Cheryl and then here, Cheryl. Midtown. What the? Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say when you said the... Midtown, I'd like you to be proud boy. Where's yeah, proud boy? <laughs> he ran. Yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say when you said that Jesus Christ was the enemy of the Christian. Um, but Speak up a little bit for me. Oh, I'm sorry. But I see, like, with with black people, like, if you say somebody's racist, no matter how good they would treat black people, they won't, they won't, like, like Joe Biden is like, you know, and the Democrats are kind of like trash to black people, but because they say, you know, Trump is a racist, they will, they just won't, and it's like, can't you see? They, it's like they, they just can't see. Yep. And the average one would tell you that they believe in God. They will say right away, I believe in God. But no, you don't. If you believe in God, God said one of the ways that we can know that he lo- that we love him is that we would keep his commandments. Nobody keeping the commandments. Right. And if you keep the commandment, they'll think something wrong with you. They'll attack you and bring you out of town. Right. It's amazing to see it. Jesus is the number one enemy. He's the worst enemy of the Christians. He really is. Um, yes, ma'am. I just wanted to add, um, I know we always talk about, you know, believing in, in God, um, but when do we come to a point where we're going to obey him? Like you said, keep his commandments. When Jesus, um, when uh, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, and did, you know, fulfilled, you know, the, um, what, we, what he had to do um, in order for us to be saved, well, obviously he was a perfect man. He was God's son. But the reason why he was... Um, crucified um well we know we know they hated him right but now now you're saying that he hate that he's our enemy but what i wanted to point out was the the purpose of the cross was because he was obedient to god so obviously he obeyed god thy will be done that's the the word of god says so and, and so we need to get to that point um to obey god and fear him so that's what, Why do you think that is not happening? Because we're, we're, we're belie- we can believe until our face turns blue, but that's really not going to do anything. I can believe in a lot of things. I can believe in fairy tales and, you know, you know but the, the Do you believe fact- in Santa Claus? No. <laughs> do you believe Santa Claus bring the gifts to the house? <laughs> you don't believe in Santa Claus? What the? Man, I love, I can't wait till Christmas. <laughs> I'm cleaning my chimney out right now <laughs> and making notes. Um, I get it, but believing is not going to get you nowhere. To you my mean? point, I know we t- oh, believe in God, you know, believe in, the, I believe in the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, but that's still not going to get me nowhere until I actually accept and, and obey like Jesus, you know, said, Have you done that? keep his commandments. Um yeah, because... Have you done that? Obey him? Accept and obey and keep the commandments. Well, that's part of being a Christian. You, how can, Have you done that? I wanted... Yeah, I repented. You know, yeah. Order in the court. <laughs> Have you done that? 
Yes, if I'm professing to be a Christian, I would have to. Have you done that? Ask God for forgiveness, yes. You keep his commandments? Yes. You I cannot, keep his commandments? Yes, I cannot. How come sin? your husband That's because. <laughs> I, I do want to say, I do want to say that. The first commandment, the first, the first of the Ten Commandments, and I see your point when you say we need to not resent our parents because we need the first commandment says to honor your parents, right. honor thy father and thy you mother. Don't hate them. That's like the priority for God. That's so what we have to start off. Check off that box first, and then and then we can are move on. Are you keeping on. his commandments? Yes, I, I, yes. You keeping it? Because if I don't, then God's I'm gonna. Commandments? Because if I don't, I'm a sin. I'm gonna. I'm going to sin against God if I don't keep his commandments and obey his uh, biblical laws. Are you laws. keeping God's commandments? Yes. Yes, I do. I do uh, keep his commandments. I, I can't profess to be a Christian if I'm not going to lie to them. myself. Yeah, He's I'm about to hit you. <laughs> no, plan. But, I mean, when do we graduate from believing? You cannot keep God's commandments until you truly are born again of God. Yes. Because it's a spiritual thing. And unless you're born of the Spirit... You can't keep his commandments. How can you keep them if you're not born of him? You must be born again, and then he will cleanse you of all your unrighteous stuff you picked up along the way, loving your stuff, people, places, and things, and all that. He will take that away from you and cleanse you from all your drugs. And did you throw your pot away yet? Yeah, because the, you threw all, all, the, all that all that substance is just all you're you doing. Threw all the pot away. <laughs> All the, <laughs> the substance, it's just, all, all you're doing is, is uh, you're not really helping the situation. It's just like pacifying yourself from whatever. But you can't help it. We can't. Self-medicate. Unless we're born of God, we can't help but do wrong. Because we have that spirit of doing wrong inside of us. Do you, um, do you understand that you can't do it unless you're born again? Exactly. He caused you to do it. We can't do it ourselves. We are a spirit, and we can't do anything. Do you understand that? Yes. Do you disagree with me or agree that Jesus is the enemy, worst enemy of the Christian? Yes, I absolutely do. You agree? I, and I, and I, I knew it wasn't the, 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 the enemy, the devil. I knew it wasn't. I mean, because, you know, in the Bible it says, God prepares a table in the presence of thine enemy. Who are the enemies? Yeah. I'm not going to say Jesus Christ because he's within us, but... Obviously, there are. It's horrible the way the Christians see Jesus. It doesn't even make sense. And just even when I was drunk, I knew it didn't make sense. Because it was clear that if you become his son or daughter, your life is better. You have peace. I came that you might have peace. I came that you may be fine. I'll take care of you. Take no thought about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. I got you. But the Christians, it's not happening that way. They won't even question it. They won't. It's, they're making them excuses. Well, one day when I get to heaven, they go, oh, uh-uh. You can have paradise on earth right now, but you must be born again. Yeah. Ronaldo, did I see your hand? Uh, yeah, I, I forgot, man. What are you thinking? Um, this man forgot me. Okay. And then, and then, uh, yes. Well, I, I, you had said so, you had said about that rich man that uh, that he lied. That came across Jesus, and Jesus says, like, "Give oh, up Jesus, everything." I've done everything you said. I kept the I keep the commandments. I uh, I'm rich. I got everything. He's like, "Okay, give it up and come with me." 
There's one thing that I wanted to um, expose, and you've always uh, you, you've told many people to suffer and die. Yes. And I've never really quite understand that. I never really understood that, that that's actually the path. The, the path is actually to suffer and die. Yes. And it's that, that that our attachments are not allowing us to do. Absolutely. To suffer and die. But it, it, so, so it's a positive thing. When you tell somebody suffer and die, you're actually telling them the path. Absolutely. To suffer and die. And, I think, I think and you that, know how I found this out? Because no one told me this. I didn't know you had to suffer to overcome this stuff. Until I had to go through it, and I couldn't whine about it, I couldn't complain about it, I couldn't even talk to anyone about it. I was left to deal with it. And I noticed after I dealt with it, when those things happened again, it didn't, even, it didn't matter to me. I'm like, wow, well, it doesn't even matter anymore. And I realized I had suffered through them. Mm-hmm. And so even if things should happen now, I watch myself to see if it bothers me at all. Is it important? And I'm willing now to suffer through it. So, in a sense, Jesus and he's told taking that, the world away from you. In a sense, Jesus told that man, "Suffer and die." Yeah, but he was now unwilling to suffer and die. That so, man, the, the ruler. Yeah, the, the, the ruler, the rich yeah. ruler. He was unwilling. No, he to loved suffer. his stuff. Yeah, he was lying about keeping the commandments because if he were keeping the commandments, those things, the virtues, would have been more important than the stuff. But he was unwilling to uh, give it to the homeless. Right. Because he loved his stuff more than he loved anything else. Mm-hmm. All right. So I wanted to comment on that. And, and uh, the willingness to suffer and die um, is, the, is, is the path. It seems to be. So what now? The willingness to yes. suffer and die. To One guy was suffering and he, he, he asked me, how long is this going to last? <laughs> I'm like, as long as it takes, don't whine. It's not up to you. It's up to God. And I'll, Relax in it and take it. Uh, and also, I, I wanted to, to mention that that goes along with uh, what you're talking about, that we're nothing. I think the moment that we enter school, we're told that to be somebody. Yeah. That you got to be somebody yeah. in the world. Nobody tells you be nothing. Yeah. Nobody tells you you're not anything. Absolutely. You know, they want to yeah. build you up, um, and I think you know, you're set in the wrong path as, as it goes along. So suffering, suffering die. You've said it. You've said it to me. And I never, I never took it. I never, but now I realize that that's just it. It's the Did you think I'll be a me when I said suffer and die? It kind of sounded like for a while when I just started hearing it, but then I started uh, understanding that that's really the path right there. Yeah, it is, folks. It really, really is. And we, and instead of joining the Proud Boys, I would, I would suffer and die to overcome the woman, so she would no longer be your God. And then when you put one in your life, it would be, it would be perfect. I mean, Midtown. What did I say? Oh, that's Proud Boy over there. Did you know that's a Proud Boy? Come here, come to the front a little bit, Chris. See, that's a Proud Boy. Doesn't he look like a Proud Boy? (laughs) Proud Boy meet (laughs) Midtown. See, Proud Boy. Uh, Where am I? This young man in here. Okay, then we got a. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I just. Uh, I just want to respond to the lady in the front. I think. I think you only have two choices. You're either a slave to God or a slave to the world. Yes. And so your social security, your birth certificate, all that. You're already. We're already born into this world as slaves. So when you give everything. Were you born a slave? Yeah. Well, I have. And a social, he's white. Well, I have a. No. Nah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, all, all I those. I want to take you to the next Black Lives Rally with me. Oh no! No, I'm. I'm. No, I'm ready. I'll go. 
I don't care. No, I yeah, know. I'm, I'm called a racist every day. I don't care. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, we all have social security numbers. We all have birth certificates. We're all in the system. So if you give up your heart for a new and cut everything from you, that's when you become a slave for God because you know, there are only two variations. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And again, I want to remind you, you can't do this yourself. So don't go around thinking, oh, I'm suffering. I'm letting go. It doesn't happen that way. He will cause it to happen. Once you enter the kingdom within, you will see for yourself, and then he will start taking it away, and you will start to see what's going on, and it's amazing. You can't make it happen. All right? Yes, sir. Jesse, my, my question to you, um, this is really a good uh, question that you're, you're asking, and there's no uh, right or wrong answer, but... No, there is a right or wrong. But you're seeing... I was just playing what I said, no right or wrong. <laughs> Oh, okay. But you're you're seeing you're seeing the fruits as we speak, because the the Christian's worst enemy, you know, if you represent Jesus Christ, like we came out of a church and and we looked the information on on the church, and you know where we where we came out of, and there's I'm not gonna say the name, but they're supporting racism, and they're supporting they're supporting George Floyd, okay, Barabbas, okay. And then we you went to another. George Floyd Barabbas. Ooh. And and then we went. He's we went, a hero. Right. But then we went to another <laughs> church. No, we went to another church, and the pastor. It was a, a Bible study. It was a prophecy conference, more like Did a. Did you Trump- say anything when you saw that at the church you went to? When you saw they were worshiping George Floyd? My no, my wife saw it in the the district uh, magazine that. Oh, that I see it in the magazine. Okay. Not at the church. So okay. that they were supporting George Floyd. And they were they were you know, again you know they were against what happened to George Floyd yeah. and also they were supporting you know uh, racism you know but then we went to another church and the pastor straight out said you know, it was a, a prophecy conference uh, it was uh, Chino Hills uh, Calvary Chapel uh, Jack Hibbs and Don't he told saying the name I thought you weren't going to say the name no he, well this he one said this the entire name no this one because again the location you, and everything no but no but you see no this Chapel one here no, John this, Copper. What the? No, this one, you see the fruits. I don't know this, John. No, no. What he said was, he straight out said before the election, he said, if if you're a Christian, you're going to vote for Trump because of the values. If you're not going to vote for Trump, then you're not a Christian. That's what he said. Oh, now I like you. Thank you. So that's what I meant. Um, is this your first time here? Oh, welcome. What's your name? Magnolia. Magnolia. Nice name. Where are you from? Um, I was born in Sacramento and raised in Mexico. Magnolia. Nice name. Thank you. Any questions for me? How did you find us? It's going well. Thank you. How did you find us? Oh, how did I find, like, you? Yeah. Um, Duh. I know Doug. Duh? Yeah, or he, like, used to work here, I think. Oh, duh. Yeah. Oh, duh. He called him duh. Ooh. No, Doug. Doug. No, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he told you about it. Well, I just knew he worked for you, like, because he had fixed my mom's computer like, oh, a few nice. years ago, and he's done mine before. So I just. Any questions it. or disagreement? I don't mind disagreement. As a matter of fact, I like disagreements. No, not at all. Not just at all. listening. Yeah. Any questions about anything? No. Did you go and forgive your mother? Absolutely. I mean, how did that go? Good. I mean, it was a while back. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you doing the silent prayer? 
I do the Lord's Prayer, so I, that kind of works for me. You do the Lord's Prayer? Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Amazing. Did you guys hear that, uh, what's her name? Gra- what was her name that called the show? Grace. 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 Did you hear her call on Friday? It was amazing. Ladies, y'all need to hear it. If y'all didn't hear that, you need to hear it. She called Friday, what hour? Which hour? The first hour from Canada. It was an amazing call. Let me take James and then here and here, I believe. Right? You had your hand? Okay. Yes, James. Yeah. Uh, cool. Lady, y'all need to return to the Father, too. It was, it was so powerful, I almost boohooed. And I tilted my head, I would be beta. I had my head back, so I wouldn't be beta. It was a powerful, truthful a woman that woke up, really. It was deep. So make sure you guys listen to that. Yes, James. A bunch of super chats. We're going to read them. Thank you. Uh, later. Okay. But I, I have a few that I do want to read. Coldberger Art says, great call from Grace the other day after Thanksgiving. The yeah. day after Thanksgiving. Amazing. Thanks. And um, Creole TJ asks, hey, Jesse, what's wrong with positive thinking? No such thing as positive thinking. It's wrong. Thoughts are up and down. You want to come out of the darkness of the imagination. You want to live by faith. And faith is the same at all times, no matter what. So no such thing as positive thinking. Don't let anyone tell you that they're crazy. (laughs) How are you going to think positive all the time? That sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? I'm about to get run over by a truck. So it's about to hit me. I'm going to die. That positive thinking. I'm going to die. But how about if you don't want to and you say to yourself, you, let's say you say you're not going to die, but you die. <laughs> what the? Okay. And then last one. Farzin F. says, Jesse, do you believe that no one should be taking antidepressants? Well, I'm not a doctor, but I know that all that depression comes, come from being separated from God. And anyone who's separated from God, uh, they're living in the darkness of their imagination, and Satan can make you believe anything. And you get depressed, he builds you up and down. But once you return to the Father, he cannot do that to you. And you don't have to deal with all that stuff. Depression. And I've been down that road. I know what that is. But once you return to the Father, it's impossible to become depressed. A word. Right here and then there. And then we got to end. Yeah, so um, earlier you said that there's nothing, like, you. I think you were talking to them. You were like, there's nothing that, uh, you, oh, no, you said you shouldn't go around thinking, okay, I'm just going to go through the pain. Okay, I'm just going to, you said that you can't do anything. It has to be the Father that does it. Yeah. So what is it that you do? Like, what separates you from anybody else who's just living? What do you mean? Like, so if, you, if you're putting no effort forth into like, what, what is the effort that you're putting forth into it? To go through the pain? Yeah, to, to like, to, ha- to, to make life? that change. Yeah, to, to make that oh, change. Oh, you seek the kingdom of God. It's like what I was telling this young man. Mm-hmm. I started to question things. You know, uh-huh. I was going to church, I read the Bible, I was doing all those things, but I had no peace. And so finally I asked God to let me see myself. Okay, so that's what you did. That's you what asked. I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And people don't ask. Okay. They are asking about everything else but self. Know thyself. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is within. 
It's above too, but it's in, inside of us. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him to, first let me see myself, know myself. Mm-hmm. And then he allowed me to see I needed to forgive. Okay. And everything else been easy. Instead of taking the pain. Because at the time, I didn't know you're supposed to take the pain. Right. And I remember there was so much grief in here, you know, because I was in my head about things. I could barely move. I would leave work and go home and just fall out on the couch. And on my way home, I would be talking to myself, you know, I don't know what this is all about. And going up the stairs, I'm like, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, I know you must be letting this happen. So let their will be done and give me the strength to deal with it. And I started to see that once that passed, all of a sudden the things that was important to me was no longer important. I could take it or leave it. And then that's what has happened to me since starting Bond because your enemy, once you start having an impact on other people for the good, your enemies will come out the woodwork. They will just make up stuff or whatever, right? But if you even care about your reputation, they're going to wipe you out. You must love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. So your enemies are doing you a favor by causing you to see what's important to you. They don't realize that that's what they're doing. And I guarantee you, if white America has stayed with God and, and continued to fight for the country, America would be amazing today. But they went into material stuff. Something happened. And they put that first, and we're losing it. There's no reason we should be losing this country. None. We are a Christian nation. We should not be losing it. And at one point, 80% of Americans said they were Christians. 80%. How do you make 80% of God's children bow down to evil? That doesn't make sense. So we got to get back on track. You must be born again. Get to know yourself. All right? Okay. Thank you. And I'm telling you, the rest is easy. It's amazing, man. Ways of, uh, you see what to do. Opportunities are always there for you. You're never alone. Um, it just, everything just seemed to work out. Really. Right. Yes, sir. So just to be clear, you say that Jesus is the son of God, but not God right. himself, right? Yes. And so he was, do you think he was the son of God um, like the fleshly son of God, like he came from Mary, or do you think that he was a... Uh... He was the fleshly son of God, but he had the father in him. He and his father were one. Just as the father is inside of you, and if you return to him, you would become his son, but you wouldn't be God. And greater things would be happening through you, but you would not be God. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. So he was he just a person, just like us? Yes. Like there was no... He was a special person with a special... Uh, purpose on earth because he did not sin and he did that so that he can buy us back from Satan because had not he done that everybody would still be going to hell because Satan owned the world at the time and uh, Christ came and made that and bought us back he took the sting out of death and defeated Satan so what gave him the authority to do that if he was just like us okay just as he will with you once you return to him Okay. Yeah, because that makes it a lot more powerful. And so I really go back and forth. Um, But it's also hard to, I guess it's hard to accept that, that he was just like us. And why is that hard? He was better than us in that we are sinners. So Satan owned us. He had a right to own us. Yeah. 
but he came and he was not a sinner, so Satan had no right to own him. And But by Satan taking him into hell anyway, he was able to redeem us back from Satan. So Satan no longer owned us once you were born again. Before you could not be born again, you were stuck. Okay, yeah, pretty much. Are you a Christian? Uh, I guess I thought I was a Christian. Um, I mean, I was born uh, atheist Jew. I guess I came from like an atheist. Jewish you were born family. an atheist Jew? Yeah, you messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Uh, no one. No. <laughs> How are you going to be born an atheist Jew? That's Doesn't Jew mean believing in God? I don't even know anymore. I mean, I what know the? <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. Oh, I became what I thought was a Christian. Um, I got baptized, and I did communion, and I did the like, hoop and holler prayer. And then I listened to you, and then I realized all that was phony. Yeah. Um, it's so phony, it's not even funny. It's so sad. Yeah. It's weird. Now with my Christian friends, they'll ask me to pray with them, and I'm just like, it's so awkward. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Um, yeah, because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what what would that make me a Christian? I don't. What is a Christian? I don't even. One that's been know. born again of the Father. Okay. And it is an honor to be a Christian. Once you're truly born of God, it's an amazing thing to be a Christian, because you're Christ-like. You're just like your brother, and you and your brother own the same thing. You have the same Father, and He will guide you through life. You have a teacher. You don't have to go to college. He would teach you all things. It would be amazing. And you would live instead of dying. Have you gone to... Is this your first time here? It's my second time. Uh, oh, yeah. I've seen you before. Yeah. I mean, oh, you, you say never you. ask a black man to remember, right? That's right. And you didn't look like a Christian Jew. I don't look like that. What were you before? I was, Jew- I mean, I was Jewish, but I was raised by... Oh, Christian. Oh, okay. I was raised by parents who didn't necessarily believe in God. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? I forgave, yeah, I forgave both my parents. You told them? Yeah. You told them? I told them that, yeah, I told them I forgave them for, I told them I was sorry for resenting them. Um, I forgave them for putting the spirit in me. Um, and then I kind of got in my head about it, and I realized some things that my mom did to me, like as far as putting my spirit in her, or sorry, her putting my spirit in me. Yeah. Um, and I forgave her again, um, and it wasn't the same because there was no really. It was not, what? It wasn't the same because there was not really a need for me to do that. Yeah. I don't think. Um, yeah. See, are you doing a silent prayer? Yeah. I'm. I'm doing it uh, morning and night. Sometimes um, it doesn't have the same power because I realized for a while that I was getting in my head and I was trying to deny the thoughts that were coming in. And eventually, after a few minutes, I would just full-on get in my head. And recently, I realized that that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is just observe the outside of your body. And it can come in, but... um, just don't get caught up in it. And if you do, just know you are caught up in him, and don't freak out. Yeah. Just relax, and he will take it away from you. Mm-hmm. Because you're growing, you're overcoming them. Yeah. All right? Any questions about any of that? Um, 
No, I don't. I don't really have any questions. Steve, would decide. Are you doing it every morning, every night? Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, sometimes it doesn't have the same power that it does at other times. But what I'm, do you mean I'm, by that? Sometimes I'll do it, and after a few minutes, I just I stop. I can't stay still, or I just get in my head, and I just give it up. Um, no, when that happens, relax and watch it happen. Yeah. If you notice you're in your head or you can't sit still, just relax and let it happen anyway. You got to go through it. Yeah. Your ego is being taken away from you. You're being brought out of the darkness. Yeah. So go through it, all right? Don't be a beta. Beta. <laughs> go through it anyway. Yeah. And you will not regret it. All right? So listen, in closing, you got to practice the commandments too. You got to love your neighbor. You got to be aware of that. That's what I mean by practicing. And when Satan tries to deceive you about your neighbor, want you to hate them back, and all that, don't hate them. They can't help it. But they're causing you to see what is important to you that should not be important. So be grateful for that, all right? Practice the principles. Do the silent prayer. Watch yourself, and you'll be fine. And if you get caught up in your head and Satan say, oh, you need to go and forgive again, don't do it. He's lying to you. That's not God telling you that. He doesn't talk to you. He reveals to you. All right? And just relax. And we got to we. And, and it's not like something you need to worry about or try to make happen. Just go through life, relax, and it will happen. All right? All right? All right. Bye, Dan. And thank you all for tuning in as well. We have counseling. If you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You can do it by Skype or phone or come into, you know, if you're in L.A., come in, call and make the appointment first. Um, and thank you for your donations, your, your support, Super Chats and D-Lives and all that good stuff. Uh, is this Thursday, the first Thursday? Yes. Men's form, we'll have you out of here before 10. <laughs> Didn't they say you have to be at home at 10? What the? But men's form this Thursday, the first Thursday of the month, all right? Uh, anything else, Hermes? No, that's it? Oh, okay. Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. We'll be at uh, the radio show tomorrow live. And thank you all for coming. I hope this helped a little bit. All right. Amazing. <laughs>